Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. How are you, Amy? We are back. It's another week. It is another week. (laughs) When we're all together. It's another week, another Skype session, another podcast episode. It's the a great week. coming, don't they? They just don't stop. They just don't stop. Yeah. I don't know where the time goes. It, and this was a long week too. I, I, it's just been a long week. You know, does everybody, anybody ever feel like that? Like you just get to the end of this week and you're like, okay, I like start out with so much energy on a Monday and then come Thursday, I'm just like, wiped. Wah. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. It's been like a long, like last like three or four weeks with work. So I'm just ready for the busyness and to be over. Like my brain, I feel like is just by the end of the night, I'm like, well, I need to do like 900 other things, but I just can't like, I, but whatever, there's not enough time in the freaking day. I think I say <laughs> that like a million times, but honestly there isn't. But I feel like that means here in a couple of weeks, we're going to see this major like push for Stommy Tactical and we're going to see all the great, fabulous, amazing things that you have coming out. And oh, I kind of wish it was a little bit of that, but it's really my day job that's been eating all of my time. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get some stuff going, um, for yep. but it's just, you know, the side hustle and then the day hustle and all that. All the that. hustle never ends. No, it surely doesn't. Well, we have someone with us today who totally knows about the hustle. Guys, <laughs> we are <Yeah>. so, <laughs> she definitely knows about the hustle. She is a lady boss. That I do. And we have Miss Brittany Ann with us today. You might know her from Instagram as the Austin, Texas gun girl. So does that mean we found the one gun girl in Austin, Texas? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I know that there are some more. I know there's actually a couple of compet- uh, female competition pe- uh, ladies here uh, that are based North Austin. Um, there's sectors of uh, a girl and a gun out here. I mean, there's actually more gun hunting culture in Austin than people realize. Well, of course, um, yeah. And but yeah, I mean, I'm I just proclaimed that as myself because I guess I'm the only one willing to do something about it and be like, hey, there are gun people here. Just shut your mouth. My <laughs> You're in Texas. Like- You're in Texas. I know. I I went to Austin when we were um like before we started Alexo, and we did this way too soon. But we were going and raising like we're trying to raise some capital, and 
I went to talk to angel investor groups in Austin and they looked at me like I had lost my ever loving mind. Wait, you want to put guns in yoga pants? And I'm like, no, they're not yoga pants. They're running pants. And there is a difference. And yes, I do. (laughs) So, you know, I'm talking to all these like tech guys that are are like, have nothing to do with firearms at all. They don't know anything about women's apparel. It was, but it was a great learning experience for me. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. But Austin, Honestly, you probably you probably got the same looks I did when I started doing chair massage at the gun range. I was like, oh, there's a massage therapist here, and I'm like, yeah, well, you can go shoot your AR, and I'll fix your shoulder afterwards. And I'm like, that's a really good idea. <laughs> so, so that's a lot of fun. Like, I, how in the world did you come up with that idea to do? Mas- I mean, obviously, you're a massage therapist. Give us your background. Tell us your story. How you got into this in the All first right, place? So. Uh, absolutely. So starting from the beginning. So uh, my official title, I am a neuromuscular massage therapist specializing in pain, ma- pain management. Basically, I do deep tissue neuromuscular therapy, which is the same thing as trigger point therapy, which people are a little bit more common with that term. Mm-hmm. Uh, myofascial release. I also started implementing cupping therapy, which is part of traditional Chinese medicine. Um, you know, the whole Michael Phelps thing, if you need a reference, the whole Michael Phelps thing in the Rio Olympics. Um, so that's kind of where my practice is based around. So I do a lot more medical therapy, therapeutic based work. And so I was, I had just started, I just started my practice. Um, I just quit my, the clinic job that I hated. I was not getting paid enough. I was getting booked out three weeks ahead, like three weeks in advance. And I'm like, I'm done being worked like a racehorse. I'm just, I'm over this. Um, and I'm like, well, where are some places? Some, some of my clients did follow me. So that helped. Um, and I'm like, where do I want to go to network? Because, you know, just like uh, any metropolitan city in the country, it's very, it's always saturated with therapy and, you know, alternative medicine. Cause that's like the whole new thing. And I'm like, where can I go to change people's mind about therapy? How can I get them to think differently about taking care of their bodies? And I'm like, well, I like guns. So, and around that same time, the range at Austin here in South Austin had literally like just opened. So I'm like, well, maybe they want a massage therapist like once a week or something. They have um, a ladies day um, on Wednesdays. And I'm like, well, I could do like Wednesday nights for like three hours and do chair massage just to get more, you know, uh, traffic for them, networking for me, and then do some of their vendor days and stuff like that. And that's actually what I just ended up doing. I did that um, every Wednesday for about three or three hours or so uh, for about six months. And that's actually where I learned everything I know about firearms. Um, I mean, my dad did take me shooting for the first time when he bought me my 22 revolver when I was 13. So I learned how to, you know, about gun safety and all that. I knew where the guns were in the house. He's like, if there's ever an intruder, point and shoot. That's all you have to do. But I knew never to touch them anyways. They were, you know, anytime away from that situation. Um, but I wanted to get back into it since I had just moved to Texas and I just hadn't done that yet. I've been living here for about two years at that point. Um, and so I went over to the range and I talked to, you know, some of the people there and they're like, you know, that's actually a really good idea. We'd never thought about that. And so I got to know all the range safety officers there, all the executives there, the, you know, one of, one of, you know, many owners of that gun range. And so I'll do events here and there now. Um, But for that six month span of time, when there wasn't anybody coming into the gun range, I would go over, you know, to the, the check-in area and the range in Austin's amazing. If you are ever in the Austin area, they have about 200 different handguns that you can rent out. 
So it really like you, how you guys talk about, you know, going to a range and renting guns to see what you like and what, you know, suits you personally. That's, you know, that's what I did. Cause I didn't know a whole lot about guns at that time. I'm like, what's the difference between this and this? What makes this gun better than right. this gun? What's a striker fire versus, you know, double action and all of this stuff. And I probably asked the same question about five different times. I probably still do. Like if I still don't understand the purpose of a bump stock, but I, I keep asking the question anyway. Um, I have to learn somehow. Exactly. And that's, you know, what I tell women, you know, it's still very, the gun industry and hunting industry are still very male dominated. And everybody knows that Mm -hmm. women are getting more into it. And it's just, you know, breaking out of that shell and not being afraid to ask questions, because I feel like that's what a lot of women are afraid of. They're, they're afraid of them knowing that they're brand new, that they're beginners, that, you know, the men are just gonna like roll their eyes and be like, Oh, I have to like explain all this stuff. It's like, you know, super basic, you know, all of these things, but you know, that's how you learn. You have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, I had the time to do that while I was actually networking my own business. Awesome. And so it, it it's a fantastic relationship. I still go back every now and then when I'm able to, I've gotten clients from there. Um, people actually, I stopped doing Wednesday nights, um, sometime last year and every, everybody was asking, you know, the guts like, where's Brittany? Is she ever coming back? <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize I made that much of an impression. Well, you know, what's so uh, crazy to me is how much, like, I never would have thought about how much I actually needed some therapy after shooting all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, until I, I obviously I did some stuff, you know, with, with NRA, but, and we were like shooting shotguns and shooting rifles mm-hmm. all day. And the first thing I thought was I need to be in the gym lifting more weights. But then right. after that, I'm like, when my shoulders are really tight and my neck is hurting. So how has that kind of changed? I mean, obviously you're fusing a lot of your passions mm-hmm. together right now. So how exactly has, how has that changed the way that you think about needing to get therapy now that you're getting more into shooting? So the first thing I noticed, because one of the things I love to do as massage therapists is people watch. Like, that's why I also love going to theme parks. I just love people watching and seeing just everybody's bad posture and everything like that. So at the gun range, it works the same way. But the posture is like that much work. You should see some of the weirdest stances people will take to shoot guns. And I'm like, your back is literally going to hurt within 30 seconds. And there was actually a couple of points where if, if I was watching somebody very specific, they would come out of the pistol bay. I'm like... I'm a massage therapist. I need to tell you that you are not standing correctly. And if your back doesn't already hurt, it's going to start hurting. So, and you know, because sometimes it's just kind of, you know, if somebody doesn't tell you that, then you don't know. Right. And so it's, it's like, for me, one of, one of jobs, one of the jobs as a massage therapist, because we are looking at your back. If we see a mole that doesn't look right, we need to tell, we are obligated to tell you is the same. It's the same thing at a gun range. And like your posture is awful right now. You need to be leaning forward. You need to be, you know, your legs need to like not be twerking your back and be like this weird twisted, like weird position. <laughs> and yeah. And you know, everybody leans back when they're shooting, you know, an AR gun or like a high power yeah. rifle or something. I'm like, I'm no, I don't lean forward <laughs> and like not put that pressure onto your low back. And so, um, one of the things I was also noticing with competition shooters, um, because, you know, I, you know, I do follow some of them on Instagram and stuff They're you know, even when you're shoot, just practicing, you're constantly in a forward position. <laughs> Your shoulders are forward. Your arms are forward. Yeah. Everything is literally forward. So you're so automatically your back and your neck are going to get really sore. So the trick to that, even working at a desk, mm-hmm. it's going to get sore. So the one thing you have to do is do the exact opposite and open up what mm-hmm. you had just contracted and release your back 
the opposite way. So like laying down on a yoga block in between your shoulder blades, or I do it with my foam roller and just kind of open every, open my thoracic spine up. Yeah, I do. That Um, feels so good. mm -hmm. And so another thing I'll notice is, you know, hands and fingers. So I know you guys do like the, um, the mag loaders, uh, the mag loaders. Um, yeah. which are good. Like they have their purpose, like, especially for like the older crowd, you know, that don't have a lot of hand strength anymore. They have their purpose, but, 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 but we have to take this into consideration. You're doing a very specific motion and a very specific strength skill set with your hands. And so if you completely take that away, you're actually going to weaken your hands. So even though you want to save your manicure, yeah. It's still good. It's still good to still manually load your magazine so that you're not completely decreasing the strength in your hands because that does serve a purpose to an extent. But I mean, sense. if you're doing a competition yeah. and you need to like load your mags like right away, you know, then go for it. And for, you know, elderly, you know, gun shooters still, you know, they don't have a lot of hands like or they have arthritis. And so that's where that comes into play. But people need to realize if you're going to like, just like opening a can, mm-hmm. you know, they have those automatic can openers. You're taking away that motion of possibly strengthening your wrist away from you so that you're actually weakening that Do part of your body. Those? Like, oh yeah, they're still around. Those like little one touch <laughs> things to like open cans. Oh yeah, they're still around. I guess I don't. Oh my god, they probably made like a, a lot of, of can. <laughs> wow. Hey, oh. they have the Perrier now has canned popping yeah. things. Wait, so. wait, but I mean like can like opener, opener like circular. Mm-hmm. Not oh like yeah, they do. Type. Yeah, they do. They totally really, have mm-hmm. those. I guess because I don't use one, I'm just like I remember them like from back in the day, and they were like so neat. Oh yeah, the the twisting ones. Yeah, but anyway, I hated stop. them because they always messed up and they skipped and they were just awful. Well, that yeah, was sometimes so... it was like impossible, especially if the cans dented. They're like impossible to deal with. I just love how creative you got. I mean, I look at this as as from like a woman business owner myself. All of us are women business owners, and yeah. sometimes we have to get so creative mm-hmm. to to grow and expand our business. And I think that was awesome that you thought completely outside of the box oh, when sure. it came to how I to grow my know, business, grow my clientele. I was getting, oh my gosh, you should see the looks I was getting because, you know, I'd wear gun shirts, obviously. I have my chair, my massage chair and everything like that. And they're like, oh, there's a massage therapist. And I'm like, yeah, you know, feel free to go shoot. I'll still be here afterwards. Like, you'll be fine. They're like, yeah, my back could actually use some work. But at the same time, it's, I, I have no competition in networking because yeah. I'm probably one of like 1%, maybe a massage therapist in the city of Austin that is pro 2A. Like I shoot guns, I carry a gun. I believe in, you know, women's defense in that way. And so I have literally no competition. And so I know for a fact, they will never have another massage therapist ask them to do this. So they know it will always come to me. And right. the same thing, um, I started doing, um, it, when it was indoor archery competition season, I went to my local archery range, archery country. And, um, I've done that for the, the last couple of competitions and, um, just networking with archers and hunters. Yeah, because it's the same thing for hunters. Like you're out in the middle of nowhere, or you're at a hunting stand, and your back hurts. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, what what are some things that we can do to help you in the situation? Yeah. Um. Wait, are so, you a hunter too? Well, I shoot a. I did get I was a hunting say, don't you bow. Do bow? Right. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a hunting bow. I bought one. It was like on sale. It was like they did like a crazy discount for the package for me, so I did end up buying it. And it's kind of more of it's just different than shooting a gun. It's like a completely different discipline. Um, so I get to kind of be inside of like a hunter's brain or like an archer's brain to kind of figure out like what their needs would be when I do these kinds of competitions. 
or like work these competitions, obviously. When did you get um, into archery competitions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't do archery competitions. I just work them. I do like. Oh, I, you I mean, oh, you're working yeah, them. But, but, oh, but okay. Way, but that way I also know, like I'm actually doing That's it. That's a graduate I actually know, step I'm though. like, what, what could, you know, either the right or left, like what could they possibly, you know, where does their shoulder need to be? Or like, do I see their arm shaking within like a couple of seconds of them, you know, drawing oh, stuff smart. like that. So smart. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of body mechanical things that people don't realize when it goes, when it comes to shooting and archery. And that's something that I've kind of made my 2019 goal to kind of really start to emphasize that and be like, no, there's a lot of body mechanics, not just you know, where your arms need to be, you know, where your holes are needs to be in comparison to your hand, like all this stuff. It's like where your body needs to be, but what happens after that? Oh, so your back hurts. Okay. Well, what can you do to relieve that in between shooting competitions? Um, same thing with archery. Like, you know, what are some shoulder warmups that you can do? Because nobody warms up anymore. Nobody under knows how to take care of their body. And that's one thing that I figured out, even just with regular people that have a desk job, nobody knows how to do self-care. And so I do have some things in the works that are going to fix that. Um, some ideas that I've had, you know, working with, you know, working with very specific people and just having the range of clients that I have, um, working with hunters, shooters, anglers, to people working at a desk, just everyday people that just need help and don't know just how to take care of their bodies. That's and so cool. it's sometimes it's so simple and people don't realize how simple some of these things are. And I explain it to them and they're like, Oh, that actually like that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, they're like nobody's ever explained it to me that way. And I'm like, because oh, there's I nobody mean, around to do that. Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought about that? Well, I, I think about my yeah. dad though. Like I mean, my dad's a big outdoorsman, mm-hmm. but he's never had a massage in his life. He well, has this weird lot, thing about people common. touching him. And so he's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need, he's like a man's man. I don't need a massage, you know? And that's so, a very common within, you know, yeah. the older generation. They're yes. not, you know, as self-care oriented as we are. No, no self-care whatsoever mm-hmm. and I laugh because I'm like if you would have come up to my dad after he had been hunting and be like talk to him about um you know a massage therapy and cupping and all those stuff mm-hmm. he would have been like I don't even know what you're talking about like I just oh, need to I go know. get my day right. and that's another thing too I want to I want men specifically men like this is why it's so difficult for me to date because I'm very like I'm going into male or <laughs> trying to places. fix their posture on date one exactly because like I said um shooting and um you know hunting archery everything is mostly dominated by men so i'm doing so i'm gravitating towards male oriented things and i'm trying to tell them no you will not be a pussy and lose your man card if you ask me for help like you need to ask for help and if you have a pain in your back and you go hunting what happens if you move in a specific way and you throw your back out how the hell are you gonna get out of the woods in the middle of Oregon right hold on wait was this a twofold plan of yours Brittany to find a man and grow your clientele but (laughs) if so I just think you became the smartest woman in the world oh that still hasn't happened I've got plenty of years like I said I have things in the works uh you know to kind of just help people you know average joes and janes but also do something specifically for the people for the outdoors like what are things that you can macgyver around you if your sciatica flares up uh what are some uh specific forearm oh that's another thing forearm and hand stretches for archers for anglers 
for uh for gun shooters like people forget about like your hands are connected to mm -hmm. your forearms if you have carpal tunnel i will tell you right now if you have carpal tunnel or any kind of tunnel compression surgery will not do anything mm -mm. and if you're a doctor listening to this and you, you know it don't you dare send me a message and tell me otherwise those surgeries do nothing if it's so severe that you're mm -hmm. lifting your hands going i'm like okay fine you need the extra compression that surgery literally please for the love of god listen to me does not do anything i've had so many clients get carpal tunnel surgery and they still have pain i'm like yeah because it's not fixing the problem right they're just cutting the tendon sheath that's keeping um yeah. all the ligaments that are around the median nerve together just to just decompress it but they're not fixing the muscles in your forearm that are causing that yeah, compression the and that's cause. the thing people don't realize and orthopedists don't explain it that way because orthopedists are just so like surgery happy yeah and it's you know it's very rare to find an orthopedist that isn't surgery happy anymore it's you know it's, it's like a miracle that they say that you don't need surgery right now you need to you, you know you can wait a little bit yeah but it's some things like i said some things especially forearm things are very easy to take care of you just people just don't know how and so i would rather people ask me too many questions or ask like hey this is going to sound really stupid but my hands hurt like what can i do for this stretch your hands stretch your forearms you know, just it, like the, just the most simplest of things that you can yeah. think of can help take care of it. And especially because with shooters, you know, our hands are basically contracted. Yes. All the time. Same thing with archers. They're in a very awkward position and they're grabbing things all the time. Computer workers, they're, you know, they're typing. We're on our phones. Our hands are constantly contracted. So we have to do the exact opposite mm -hmm. and stretch the opposite way. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some signs, what are some things that people can look for and what should they look, you know, before, before it gets too bad? What are some signs and what some things that they can do if they start to feel pain in their hands and their arms and their shoulders? It's, that's honestly such a difficult question to answer because every body is different. Just like with therapy, everybody's body reacts differently. So if you start to feel like numbness or tingling at all, that's a sign that something's happening. It could also be, you know, a trigger point active pain referral at the same time. But if you do something and you feel like your forearms are super tight, that could definitely be the start to potentially like ner potential nerve compression. Um, uh, elbows, you know, inside elbow, outside elbow pain is really common, especially in like tennis players and specific people that do specific motions. Mm -hmm. Um, just what's the most common you see for shooters? For shooters, it would probably be more so upper back stuff. I haven't worked with a lot of shooters. That I work sense. with a couple of like train, uh, with like firearms instructors and stuff like that. Uh, but mostly for them, even when I watch them, it's really like their upper back and neck because you're literally like you're stretching your, your shoulders up to your yeah. ears, which you should not be doing in general, which is really bad for you. Um, our shoulders should be down and away from our ears at all times. But, you know, when you're shooting, you have, you know, you can't think about that. So you just have to do what you're able to do and just, you know, just like, do, you do that, what you need to hunched, do. That hunched motion. Mm -hmm. I, like, and then, you're, like, and then your yeah, neck is going like forward. That. So I you're basically to... doing a hunched right. forward neck at uh -huh. the same time. And so that's probably the biggest thing that a lot of shooters are, are, uh, are complaining about. And I actually did talk to one. Um, we finally have a 511 tactical here in Austin and they, at their grand opening, I did chair massage there as well. And they had, um, a local competition shooter. Um, I, Oh my gosh, I completely forget her name. I'm sorry. If you listen to this, I forget your name, but I'm sorry. Is it Diana? Um, it might be, I don't remember. I would have to look her up. Um, but she lives like out, she lives outside of Austin in round rock. 
And um, I asked her, I'm like, you know, so what are some of the things that you feel when you're shooting? Like, what are some of your, like your body aches and stuff? Cause I'm just curious. I've never really gotten to talk to a competition shooter. Um, and she's, and she actually said the same thing I did is upper back and up. And, be, and it's because you're in this position for so Makes long. Sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so well, it's, it's having people realize you need, you need to just do the opposite whenever right. you can in between stages, when you're training, like how to be a part of your oh. training so that you know to do it when you're, when you're competing. I'm going to so do I'm some now. Stretching now. Our, uh, backs right now. Yes. So I'm well, especially like, for you, Emily and Amy, because I know that you guys are on your computers a lot. You're oh. on your phones a lot. You know, that's how you do your businesses and stuff. So it's really important for people, especially if you're sitting all, most of the day, have a sitting and a standing desk. Yeah, Don't I just have both. one or the other. Because I've had clients just those. wanting to go to just a standing desk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you think your hips are screwed up now, they're going to be screwed up later when you're like leaning from side to side to hip. Like, yeah, that's one thing I try try not to do as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I'm curious. So if I walked into my shooting range and was like, oh, hey, um, I would like to offer massage to uh, the people who are after they're done shooting, they would look at me like I had three heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I have no doubt. Like, how is the, I mean, obviously we know the reception's been good because you're able to, mm-hmm. um, services, but I mean, I wouldn't even like, how was that first conversation like going into <sighs> the ranges? And well, this range was a little bit, subject? this range was easier just because I consider it the country club of gun ranges. Uh-huh, it's okay. a beautiful, like it's a beautiful gun range. It's got a humongous showcase for all kinds of like for every so they're already at that point you know they're they're yeah. gonna be a little bit more open yeah to just like a little bit fresh. i mean everybody would be hesitant at that like sure. if i like i would never really be able to do it at for an outdoor range um like i would maybe be able to do it with like defender outdoors because that's more of an indoor range and mm-hmm. they have like somewhat of a better lobby so it also just depends on how much room they have and how their indoor range is set up um and also depends you know if I mean, if you're in the middle of the country or like in the middle of the country, in the middle of Texas and, you know, you go into an indoor range and they're like, you want to do what? But I also explain I'm like, you know, I just offer chair massage if, you know, somebody has, you know, are, like a knot in their shoulder because people need to realize too, if you have a knot in your shoulder, if you have certain low back pain, if you have some kind of shooting pain, that's going to affect your shooting game. That's going to affect how you compete. And it's the same thing with hunting and archery. If you have something in your shoulder that's already causing pain, your your body's already going to try and overcompensate it. And it's going to throw off your game. Right. It's not going to do as well in that competition. And so people really need to listen to their bodies and really start to understand like, okay, well, this isn't working. What are some things I can do to fix it? And like I said, I have something in the works that is going to be like amazing for everyone. I'm so excited. I'm in like, I'm in the beginning stages um, of doing You that. can't tell but, us about it. So I'm basically going to write a book. <laughs> but, but it's gonna be, but it's gonna be a picture book, and it's basically gonna oh, be cool. a self care book. Nice. And um, I'm gonna have one that's like a big old, you know, it's probably not gonna be super thick, but I'm gonna have it, you know, just for everything that I can possibly think of. And it's basically gonna be the most simple self care technique that you could ever possibly imagine that you never thought that you could think of. And with every kind of, you know, MacGyvering, every little, you know, modification that you would need for specific things if you're not that, mo- and if you're not that mobile. If you know you're at your desk, stuff like that, and then I'm going to make a specific little pocketbook specifically for people for the outdoors, so that cool. if you're an angler, you're you're a hunter out in the middle of the woods. Um, if you're awesome. a shooting competition and something happens, like what are some things that you can Great do idea. around you to stretch or to work something out? Because like I said, if you throw your neck out and you're camping in the middle of the woods and you can't turn your neck, what do you do? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. What do you and do? Things, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> so I've gotten in contact with a couple of female hunters. I have a couple of contacts with, you know, some female competition shooters and all these things. And so I have everything played out in my head as, you know, put it on paper. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. Right. You just gotta put out there. Okay. Exactly. So I gotta, I keep seeing this really freaky thing that you do where you have really big red circles all over your body. <laughs> And all over other people's body. And I'm always wondering, what in the world are you doing? And you explained it to me, but I want you to tell the audience what the heck you're doing. Why do, they, why do you do that to yourself? And why should any of us do that to ourselves as well? So if you already follow me on Instagram or you will become a new follower, Austin, Texas, Austin TX Gun Girl. Um, as I said, I'm a massage therapist. So part of the, one of the modalities that I also offer and, do to my, and get done to myself is cupping therapy. Now, um, it became a lot more popular. People are starting to become a lot more aware of it after Michael Phelps in the 2016 Olympics in Rio when he was on the pole deck with, you know, those weird circles. And I was like, what is that? Oh, my gosh. It's so weird. I, it was like, I can't believe, I couldn't believe that story. I'm like, really? Seriously? People are so focused on that? I mean. I know. I know. And that was like the one thing. Well, and here's the thing. Like, so cupping therapy has been around for like 3,000 years. It's part of traditional Chinese medicine, along with just basic massage, you know, just rubbing your skin. Like if you, you know, you bump your uh, toe into the door frame, you know, your automatic thing is like, you know, to rub it. That's a form of massage. And so massage in general as a modality has been, you know, that was the first form of medicine. Um, And then, you know, Eastern side around Asia, they had acupuncture and all these other things. And along with that was cupping and cupping was kind of the, was practiced along with other tribes as well. And it's basically, I, I explain it as a stretch from the inside out. So if you take your finger and you press, if you take your right finger and press into your left palm, that's compression. So that's basically, you know, Western massage, like Swedish deep tissue, all of that, where I'm pressing in to release tension in your fascia. With cupping, uh, it's it's negative pressure. So I'm going against gravity and stretching everything up. So I'm stretching your skin layers on the top, your your facial layer, your fascia, which everybody hears that term, which is, you know, the spider web. That encases that you know encases your entire muscular system, and then all your muscle fibers and fascicles underneath that. And so, with cupping, the ratio is five minutes of cupping equals thirty minutes of deep tissue. What? And yeah, it honestly like adding cupping to my practice has like blown my mind on so many proportions because it's made really? also my life a lot easier because you know I'm very deep tissue based. I'm a very strong female therapist, and so deep tissue allows me or cupping allows me because I usually do deep tissue afterwards it's just to kind of seal the deal release everything a little bit more if somebody's super sensitive if their back is literally like a rock um if they have very specific issues or you know nerve compression that I know I can't I can't just help with deep tissue I use cupping now the thing with cupping literally the only bad thing about it is that it does pinch a little bit it is a little bit uncomfortable um, you know, just like your microdermabrasion, Amy, you know, the, and then the only thing that, <laughs> well, but, and that's the thing, the only thing really bad about it is that it shows mm-hmm. Yeah. the only bad thing about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it freaks people out, you know, they're not used to it. And I need to clarify this. So cupping does not create bruises. It's basically like a hickey mark. You're, you know, I call them octopus kisses because that's basically <laughs> what they are. You know, you suck on somebody's neck when you're making out and you make a hickey <laughs> And that's basically what it is, but on a much broader, you know, weird scale. And it is very strange to look at. And it took me a while to get used to it. 
but my mindset, like I'll literally get cupped and then I'll go in a bikini on Barton Springs and I don't care who's looking at me because I feel amazing and the cold water is going to feel even more amazing. And everybody's, you know, giving me these weird looks. And I'm like, if you want to know about it, all you have to do is ask. And it's right. free advertising for me. So it's like a three in one. Genius. Um, so and specifically, you know, for all my CrossFitters, for my athletes, uh, for people that sit at a desk and that it's very stagnant, it's giving you a stretch that you cannot get with hands-on therapy. Hmm. Like I could not, I, I've never gotten a massage, like a hands-on massage, compression massage. I have not come across a hands-on compression, any kind of modality that does the, the most amount of work like cupping does. And it has, I mean, I'm an addict. I'm a cupping addict. I mean, what can I say? Like I do <laughs> How it, often I, you do you know, do, do it. it? How often do you recommend someone doing it? It depends. Like I said, it's a person by person basis. Could you do so it too I much? <laughs> Not necessarily. Hmm. Um, I usually, cause I like to have the body do its job. So the thing, of, so here's the thing about fascia. So, you know, you have that web-like fascia on top of all your muscle fibers and fascicles. What happens is, what happens is if you get an injury surgery or, you know, you tweak something out of place and you have a very specific muscle knot and you know, it gets tense, right? Mm -hmm. What can happen? There's two things that can happen. One, it can just be muscle tension and your fascia is healthy. It's fine. I like, I can move your skin around. Everything's nice. And that's, that gives me a really easy release if I'm just doing deep tissue. But what can also happen is tension travels. So if your fascia starts to adhese to your muscle tissue for like an added protective measure, your fascia, because it's one giant, you know, spider web, it's one continuous spider web, that tension will travel and spread. Makes sense. And that's the difficulty when your fascia gets involved with muscle tension. And when that happens, it makes my job 10 times harder. And so that's usually when I have, when I basically tell my clients, like, I'm sorry, but I need to cup. You know, I have clients, like I have some clients, I literally still have never done cupping on because they don't really need it. And then I have clients where I've literally had to wrangle the arms. I'm like, I can't work on you unless I cup you first, because that's how tight your back is. And I refuse to hurt myself. And, and, right. and like I said, it is more of a, I use cupping yeah. to help them, but it helps me in the process because it does, it lets me do my job easier and it awesome. lets me not do it. Cause I use my elbows most of the time. So, you know, I'm not really working with my hands very much. I use them maybe like. 10 to 20% of the time, but cupping does the job for me in a way that I would never be able to do. And mm -hmm. even though it hurts, it's uncomfortable when you're getting it done. The after effects are what make it worth it because your body is light and airy. It's easier to walk. It's easier to have your posture be normal. It's easier to just do normal tasks. Like I've had clients like not even be able to bend down and put on their shoes, even when they're sitting down. And after I cup their whole entire back body, it's like, it's nothing. It's, they can do it in their sleep. It's super simple things that, that, that people realize with cupping that makes their lives so much better. And that's what I want to mm. do. I want to better people's lives. And I'm, you know, God made me a healer, you know, and he, it just happened to be more of an Eastern medicine style instead awesome. of a Western being yeah. a nurse or a doctor. Like my, you know, my mom was a nurse, my best friend's a nurse. So I come from a very medical background. But he made me into a massage therapist and he wanted me I to do, do something different because if I were a nurse, I'd be stuck in a hospital. 
you know, well, I can definitely like tell around and like, just yeah, every night. Can I just get some Yeah, next time you come to Dallas? Can you bring some of the cupping stuff? Absolutely. By the way, I, I usually do when I come to Dallas. I'm actually I have a couple clients up there. I want to get more. If anybody has a hookup with Polyon Noir, if he needs a gun loving <laughs> you know, but I'm I'm am branching out in Dallas, you know, because there's also a lot of 2A people, there's a lot of yeah. you know, conservative yeah. leaning people, you know, the political figures that I would love to get to know. And I know they may be looking for somebody who won't try basically to kill them. I'm like, yeah. no, like we're gonna be cool. You can do background check, do whatever you need to do. Like I, you know, I wanna help you because I know that other people, if you call them, like they're 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 not gonna wanna help you if they know who yeah. you are and they hate you. Yeah. Um, and so that's actually another thing too, is like a lot of people in the conservative 2A community, they can trust me because I'm like, I'm 2A, I'm a conservative, I'm a Trump supporter, you know, and all these things. And they're like, oh, like you're pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, like I can totally help. <laughs> there you might be some trying. people, there might be some people though too. They're like, I can't trust you though because right. of that. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, for my other clients, like they don't know my other side, but it is easier for me to, yeah, they don't know that side. But um, it makes it easier for me to network throughout the political community and through the gun sure. Community as a massage therapist because I have that massage background and I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I'm even though I'm a massage therapist, like you need this. I can tell that you're struggling here and that yeah. your back hurts. So let me help you. And so it's being able to, you know, network that way as well. That's really helped. Well, speaking, but yeah, of no. You, when I come to Dallas, I just, you know, I have some clients up there. I'm always looking for more. Well, coming, come to Dallas. You, well, yes. Emily, I know you're like crazy slam busy right now, but I, I'm putting this out there to our not your average gun girls uh, audience too. Like we're doing, um, we're doing a charity ride. Alexa's teaming <gasps> up with. It's called Neon Cycle Studio. And we're doing a charity ride. It's March 30th. Everybody, all of you ladies are invited. And I would love if you're in the DFW area, if you're in Austin and you want to drive up. Um, you've got so many good girlfriends, all, all your fun gun girls that mm-hmm. you hang around with in Austin. If y'all want to take a road trip up and come, um, there's, I want to say like 45 spots. And so our proceeds are going to Genesis Women's Shelter just to help, um, you know, obviously like with domestic violence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so but it's gonna be really fun. We're doing like a pop-up shop and I just want all of our girls, all the girls that listen to the podcast, all the Stommy tactical sure. fans, all the, uh, even though Emily awesome. might not be able to be there. Um, we're doing, you know, all, I just want to introduce other women to each other. You know, you guys all listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We all follow each other on Instagram. This is given a, an opportunity to get together and to hang out. So, um, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to be putting some information out on the Alexa mm-hmm. page and on my own personal page as well, but I'd love for you to come up to, to Dallas if you're not doing anything that weekend. I work weekends. Oh, well, I was going to say maybe you could come like do some massages or something. I know. I wish I could. Usually like I book out a couple weeks ahead. So I usually need like a month or so notice for specific things. If I need to travel like during my work week, but that doesn't mean I won't do it in the future. So if you do plan something, let me know as soon as you literally start to plan it and I can take the days off. Well, Emily and I have got several things planned and coming up for, uh, that's going to be very not your average gun girl specific. Uh, can't talk about it right this second, but it's, it's getting planned and we will give you all plenty of heads up when we know more details, but, um, Brittany, thank you. No, what? Self-defense actually. Um, because that actually ties into me, you know, why I can still carry as a massage therapist, the stigma around my job, you know, massage parlors, human trafficking through, you know, yeah. Asian massage parlors, uh, creepy people, creepy guys that freaking sure. want hand jobs and all of these things. That's <laughs> actually one of, I mean, it's a real thing. You know, luckily I don't, you know, I have never had issues with that. I don't know why. I guess it's just, you know, God being on my side, looking out for me. I've had some creepy texts, but that's about it. 
Um, but that's another reason why I carry is because my job, you know, puts people in a vulnerable state, but if they have different intentions, right. I'm sure. like, no, like get out of my office and God, like honestly, my God to honest fear more than anything in the world is somebody coming into my office and not wanting to leave. And with the, you know, if he doesn't like the word no, and he's domineering right. and, you know, yep. he wants to try and rape me and stuff, like, what do I do? Cause I work by myself and for myself yeah. and on weekends. So there's, you know, there's not really a whole, a whole lot of people in my office building. So I needed a way to be able to defend myself the best way I know how. And if a guy sees a gun in my hand, he's like, oh, damn. Right. Especially being in Texas, like you don't have to second guess if it's loaded or not, unless you yeah. actually want to get shot. <laughs> so that's another thing, too, that I needed to take into consideration when I did, you know, go out on my own. I'm like, I need a way to protect myself. And that, that way for me is with a gun. So it's, you know, it makes it easier for home defense too. So, you know, I live in an apartment, I'll be moving into renting a house soon. So that'll, you know, it just gives me more peace of mind, but that right. was literally the main reason I started caring. I love it. My job. That's yeah. awesome. But, I mean, it, like I said, in the 2A community, nobody wants to screw with me, even the men, because I know I'm pro 2A and I carry a gun. Yeah. So right. it makes it really easy. <laughs> you just got this whole business plan figured out. I love it. You know, God it's great. had a plan for me and he just like splayed it out. He's like, I have That's already awesome. paid the way. You, you just need to find it. So. It is so great. Well, tell everybody where they can go to follow you on social media. So my main form of social media is Instagram at Austin TX Gun Girl. I do have a Twitter. I'm not on it very much. I do retweet stuff every now and then, but it's the same Instagram handle. Um, I don't do, I don't have a Facebook or anything. Um, so it's mostly really just Instagram if you want to follow me there. And yeah. Cool. So it's awesome. big things are ahead. I'm excited to see what's up for Alexo and Sound Me Tactical. And Thank I even have my gun stop mug. <laughs> and let me tell you guys, like, I love the fact, uh, Amy, I'm going to say this right now. Your Alexos are amazing. I wear them for they work are. all the time when I do events. Thank like, they're you. my perfect, they're my perfect. Just um, don't squat in them. When I do events. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't go lift weights in them. I, I've been hearing that a lot lately. I was like, you know what? I never deadlifted or squatted. So that wasn't ever anything that I took into consideration when I was making Alexo. So they're not no, technically deadlift. squat proof, um, apparently, oh, right. but they're great for running and every day. But we do I mean, have I, some. I have lifted in your pants before. I don't know but what I it mean, is. Like some. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's different, for, it's different for women because it also depends what their muscle definition is. It's true. And stuff. So right. if they have bigger, you know, if they do have a bigger butt, like it's, I do you know, the, the fabric <laughs> is going to stretch. <laughs> That's so, true. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have squat proof leggings coming. So don't worry for, uh, I guess that means I'm going to have to start squatting and deadlifting or something now. I don't oh, and know speaking of the means, Alexa, uh, the actually, the Alexa waistband actually wore your pants once all day for an event. And they actually do double because of their compression. They actually help as a, a little bit of like a back brace. Oh yeah, I saw back. that post. <laughs> I was they like, I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer on here. Right. <laughs> this is not well, medically approved. But. And it's not, they're not a reason not to do ab exercises to strengthen your blow back ladies. Like you still have to do that, but your electros will help in that because they're very compressive in that way. So where you're not having to think about it. I love it. I love it. Well, Brittany, awesome. thank you so thank much you so for much. coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy I got to do this with you guys. Thank you. Well, we love being in this whole 2A family with you and having you on our side. You're just an amazing woman. And I want everybody to go follow her because she is awesome and she's got some great things going on. So we will definitely see you soon. Um, and thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Bye. We'll see and talk to you guys same place, same time next week. 
See ya. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.